Welcome to the uh, Fly Racing Racer X Paula review pod. Thanks for uh, being patient with us. Blame it on Weege. Memorial Day, holiday, family stuff. He had to watch the sunset yesterday or something, he said. I don't know, man. Blame it on Weege. But we're back. We're ready to go. Thank you to Racetech. Pulp 22 is the code to save with Racetech. Racetech.com, whether it's suspension, whether it's motors, Racetech will have you dialed in. And uh, tell me you listen to Pulp to save, all right? Show your bike some love. It'll love you back. Thank you to Racetech, Racetech.com, and All Balls Racing. They're all in, so you can go all out. You find the carburetor rebuild kit uh, because, yeah, now it's Monday and it's May 30th, so you may be getting your bike out of the uh, shed or soon anyways. Find carburetor rebuild kit options along with a large selection of other power sports maintenance and repair parts at allballsracing.com. The All Balls Racing customer service team is available to assist with part or fitment questions. 555-402-8000 for more information. Allballsracing.com. They got the uh, Vertex as well and hot cams. Many things under their uh, their umbrella there at All Balls. So thanks to those guys. All right, on to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. Thank you to Fly Racing. Get it uh, at motorsport.com or your local dealer. Uh, of course, they debuted the 22-and-a-half kinetic mesh line at uh, Fox Raceway this uh, this past weekend. And I love this stuff. It's my favorite line of gear that Fly has. Fits well. Uh, it's meshy. It's lightweight. It's super vented. So thanks to the folks at Fly Racing. Check it out, man. A lot of colors, like five different colors, I think. Uh, so Fly Racing Racer X uh, uh, Podcast. And we're going to get into everything that happened at Paula. Thank you to Cobo Links. Thank you to uh, All Balls Racing. Thank you as well to Motorsport.com. And also, Renthal. We saw the purple bars a few months ago in Atlanta. Now they got gold bars for the HRC team, and they just went 1-2 in both classes with Renthal. Renthal.com. They presented Antonio Caroli as well with a special bar for uh, his career. Uh, he's using Renthal. Fat Bar, Fat Bar 36, Twin Wall Bar, Renthal.com. they got a really cool, informative website as well with, where you can punch in bar bends and everything that you want, and they can uh, help you out. Renthal.com, sprockets, chains, bars, grips, all of it at Renthal, and uh, more championships than all the other brands combined. I think that speaks pretty highly, right? Thank you to the folks at Renthal. Also, thank you to the folks at Maxxis, Maxxis.com for more information, light truck tires, trailer tires, mountain bike tires. They got it all at uh, Maxxis.com. If you haven't uh, thought about Maxxis uh, in a while as far as purchasing a tire, support them. They support the sport in many ways. Maxxis.com for more information. All right, we'll tell you about more. We'll tell you about those other guys later on in the show, but let's get right into Weege and JT talking about the opening round of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. And now to talk about the opening round of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships at Paula. 
Got a couple of people that were actually at the race, unlike myself. Uh, we'll dive into everything that happened. Thank you to Fly Racing, of course, for making this podcast happen. Good showing for Shane McElrath this weekend, back on Fly and on the Rockstar Husky team. FlyRacing.com, get it at Motorsport.com or, of course, your local dealer. First up, he is the voice of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. He's worked with RJ and Jeremy McGrath in the booth this weekend. Did a great job. It's Jason Wygan. What's up, Weech? Yeah. What's happening? That's right. Did a great job. Oh, I appreciate that. Ah, you, you're a pro, dude. You're an absolute pro. You, you, we did this pro- podcast before the series started, and I was throwing it to you like, oh, man, how's it going to be working with all these different analysts? Because, you know, I believe in chemistry, and I believe in knowing your partners, and it helps make a better show and all of that stuff. And you're like, nah, I'll be fine. And you know what? Yeah. You were. You were fine. No, nah, just ride the bike. We don't need set up. We don't need all this stuff. We get on the bike and we win races. That's, That's what, what we do. Yeah. Just give me a bike. Right. I'll win. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I can't say uh, you were wrong. The only challenge actually was the uh, the three-man booth. I'm never a huge fan of that. Um, it's difficult. You know, nothing to do with it being RJ or MC, any combination of three. Yep. Um, so we did a practice. You know, we covered qualifying and uh, and uh, I think that went well. But I kept telling everybody at lunch, I'm like, it's going to be harder in the races because now you have to get in and out. And there's two points to be made. But I got to give credit also to those guys. They did a good job of sensing when someone had something to say or not and throwing it to each other also, uh, which made it a lot smoother. Um, obviously, I'm sure RJ and MC go way, way back, so that probably helps. Yeah, I really feel like uh, MC took the back seat. Yeah, well, RJ was like, uh, yeah, in uh, basketball terms, he was like our point forward, right? Yeah. Like, I'm the point guard, but he did a good job of doing the extra pass. Like, I'll give it over to you, MC, when I think you have something to say. I'll take the first shot, MC, yep. you take the second, all right. that stuff. Right, right. Yep. Uh, it, it, can we talk about the, the weird Toyota of Escondido mentioned right away in qualifying? I, I, wondering if RJ needs a truck. <laughs> and he then, did it during the moto, too. <laughs> a, a, yes, and then he really wanted to get Mike Craig in there. Uh, he really wanted to get Mike Craig in there. <laughs> he told me weeks ago when I was talking about this, I think he just felt like, Hey, a, a, a former top rider's son won a Supercross title, and no one's saying that. Um, and I know it's, I mean, even he knows it's because Christian's kind of distanced himself from his dad. Yeah. But Ricky's like, it's still fact. It's still cool. A guy that won a Supercross, his son won a Supercross title. He just really wanted well, to make that point. Well, you, you, you know, you'd be foolish to not look at how great Mike Craig was as a rider, uh, skill wise, and then look how, how great his son is and not think there's a coincidence there for sure. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I yep. do, I do, yeah. Anyways, uh, also on the line, Fly Racing. He he made his debut as the pit reporter. I have some questions. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? I made it. Uh, <laughs> I survived. I, I'm I'm very excited to get into all of those things. Um, yeah, the, my my weekend was uh, was one for the the record books. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. You kept saying you were nervous and and, and all like this is what you know that you live a monk no, you live a not. you know you live a monk like life. Oh, here we go. And motocross go. is in the monk like like you know this shit backwards and forwards. You're fine. Steve, you have no idea the things that were going on and the lack of things that were going on. <laughs> uh, I would like to tell you, yeah, man, it was it was silky smooth. I never had a doubt. I, you know, I knew everything where I was supposed to be, what I was supposed to be doing. I could hear Bondo telling me what to do. None of those things would be true. I didn't know any <laughs> any of those things. I was winging it as much as I possibly 
could be winging it, just praying to God the plane didn't crash into the mountains while I was live well, on camera. Yeah, but all of the on-camera stuff, the stuff that matters, like when you figured out that you needed to go talk to DeCoster or Jelly or whoever, you know, like the podium interviews, like the stuff that you know you had to do and you once you got there, once you figured out you had to get there, the questions were good, uh, the pre- presentation was good, like all of that. I didn't have a doubt. I had no doubt. You did a good I did. job. Oh, I, I, I still have doubts, and it's over. It's already over. Yeah. I still have doubts. <laughs> <laughs> the The only thing I have a question is: is I didn't like the weird uh, thank you or back to you, Weege, or it, it, the, the the riders and the, the people you interviewed were looking at you like, "Is that it?" And it was just silence. And obviously, that was something so, that they told you to do that. But I, I don't, yeah, and, yeah, and I. I'll give you some insight. Um, you know, Weege and I talked about this because th- the worst thing you want to have happen is for Weege to think that I'm going back to another question and be waiting. And then me thinking that Weege is going to pick it up right when the writer starts talking. And then we're talking over each other or there's this really awkward pause. So Weege and I kind of talked about it and said, hey, if the writer gives a good answer and a long answer, not Marvin Muscan long, yeah. but a reasonably <laughs> long answer, then we're good. Right. I don't need to do follow up. Now, if he, if I ask a poor question, he gives like a one or two word answer, then I'm going in for a follow-up, right? We want to yes. hear more from yeah. him. Yep. So that was the agreement. So I, I understand maybe it was awkward or whatever, but that was the prearranged uh, kind of deal for Weege and I. So it would be expected and not super the, awkward. I, the easiest way, though, is just to be like, hey, Weege, when I say thanks, Weege, or back to you, Weege, then you jump in. But they don't, they, I, from what I was told, they don't want it to be like, Hey guys, down here on the podium. Back to you in the studio. They don't want that I just, interaction. Like, it's like if you okay. go, if you hold on, I'll explain. So if you go back and watch the qualifying show, and JT did some interviews there, I think what was happening was I noticed JT. I think you were like, I'm not quite sure how to end it. So they would, you would ask a question or two, and then you're like, Well, I need to say something else to send it to Weege. And then the rider is like, Wait, am I getting another question, or is yep. he just saying yeah. random words to just wrap it? So we decided. Uh, don't bother with that awkwardness where the writer's like, I don't know if I'm getting another question or not. And then JT, you've got to come up with, it's literally just words, right? Filler words. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's yeah. Like, great uh, th- job. Th- today. Appreciate it. Yeah. 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 And then the writer's not sure if he's supposed to say thank right. you. And he's right. waiting for and, the mic to come at him. So we just took that out. Yeah. And if I just, when he finishes and I take the mic away, the writer knows it's done. Like but, it's, it's over. I step away yeah. and there's no, yep. there's no uncertainty. But, but instead it felt like you, it felt like the mic was slowly getting pulled out of camera and the person you were talking to is staring at you because they don't quite okay. know either. So I felt, well, I'll t- I felt I'll like that, that was weird. But, and I, I think, yeah. you know, the guys that are on the podium that I'm talking to are going to be there a lot. You know, I'll be talking to yeah. the same guys a lot. They're going to understand. Like, I think after a weekend or maybe even after oh, two weekends, they're going to know once they talk, I'm out of there. Right. And they'll, yeah. a lot of that's just, I've never done it. Right. So yeah. I'm working yeah, through yeah. those things and they've never, well, they've never gone yep. through that with me either. So maybe whether it was Will Christian or, Ashley Raynard or whoever, Georgia Albertson or Georgia Lindsay, whatever, whoever it was, maybe that they had their own cadence. Now that's going to be different. That's, you know, once everybody's used to it, that's how it'll be. You can say something after, um, but uh, it, it's just another degree of difficulty. It just adds another step, right? And the hard part is if you're doing three interviews, you have to have three interesting points to say, either based on the interview or their ride that haven't already been said. And it's really just time filler. It's hard to it's harder to do well, that, I, and I just felt in your first race I didn't want to add. I uh, I just want some finality. I want some some. I want to know that this interaction is over. You just want it buttoned up. I like, want it just buttoned up exactly. Got it. Got uh, it. Well, um, I, 
you know. And I don't want to make this whole podcast about my day because it's it's not important. But I'll tell you the hardest thing that I had to deal with is Steve. I couldn't understand Bondo at all. Like we had some sort of microphone distortion thing going on because I'm like, is it just me? Like, can I not hear hear well? Like, am I am I not familiar enough with the English language to understand what Bondo's saying? But then my cameraman who basically, you know, and those guys I owe a ton of gratitude to, um, like anything I needed beck and call, like we're going here, we're going here, we're going here. They're just ready. Like there's no, you know, if, ands, buts, like they just move. And I, I, that was new for me. So I was like, after that, I'm like, thank you guys so much, but he couldn't hear either. So <laughs> was it, it uh, wasn't just me. Was it, Charlie, was, was it Charlie's Brown's teacher or was it nothing? Yes. Oh. Absolutely. It's wow, 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 wow. And he was, so I was kind of like, maybe this is just me and I need to shut up and, and just deal. But my cameraman after was like, when we're done and everything's finished, he's like, that was unbelievably impossible bad. Like he's, he was talking to whoever his manager or whatever, you know, the guy he would talk to about what's wrong. Right. He's like, that was horrible. Like, I don't even know how we executed anything because I couldn't tell when you were telling me to go on camera off him who you want to be on i'm like dude welcome to my world i have no idea what bondo or doreen said the entire day not one word like all i could hear was them yelling at me so i knew things were getting urgent and then i, I could hear weege and i would hear weege throw it to me but i had no no that was the most stressful part is i had no direction like i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing and not doing and like ask another question not another question are we are we going to hard out and i need to shut up you know what i mean like i, I don't know no any of those things. So I was like, my nerves were absolutely fried after the day was over. It was, well, I was all the on, you, you couldn't tell all the on camera stuff was great. It was, it was good questions. Uh, Roger wants more from dungeon Caroli right away. So that was unbelievable, awesome. right? Yeah. He wants more. He wants more. Uh, you know, the only one, the only one that got a little weird was with jelly. That was a little yeah. weird, but other than and, that, and he it, was, he apologized after, Oh, okay. he's like, man, I yep. was not ready. Yep. I was, I, I was just like, he's like, I was so frazzled. What's going on? I'm like, yeah, yeah. he, he, yeah. Okay. And I honestly, my part, I was mortified with myself after some of it, because as we know, I've, I'm critical by nature. I'm critical of yeah. people on camera. I'm yeah. critical of all these things. Right. So I'll, I'm also going to be critical of myself. That's just a part of it. And I'm, I'm very open to that. Right. And people have been wildly, uh, supportive of me. And I, and I owe everyone who's reached out to me, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, very, a big thank you because I, I don't think I did very well. I promise you it's going to get better, but I was also like very critical of the things I said. Like I asked some just really terrible questions. I asked, uh, you know, Ellenson, what was the goal in the second moto? Like, what do you mean? What's the goal in the second moto? The goal in the second moto is to kick some ass, like do better than we did the first moto, like win the race. Like some of those questions, I just, I literally, when the camera was off, wanted to just punch myself in the face, like right after they <laughs> that, finished, just punch myself as hard as I could. Right. That would have been great. That would have been great. Um, and we each, uh, Steve, when you're back at the races, yeah. maybe you can just do that for him. Oh yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. Sign okay. me up. I'll, I'll be there. Um, I'm going to add one more thing, JT. I, I thought it was really good. And what really impressed me was that, uh, the mechanic interview, the in-race interview has been gone for 15 or 20 years. Uh, it's just not something that's done anymore. And it's kind of a fun throwback, right? Because we all grew up as like Davey Coombs being the pit reporter, right? And uh, Scott McLemore, who was the producer of the TV shows back then, he's high up in the Mav ranks. So unfortunately for you, JT, I think he and Davey are like, ha ha, we got a blank canvas here. He doesn't know 
that the mechanic interviews haven't been done in 15 years, so we're just going to make them do it. So, yeah, and, and I, yeah. I didn't really have another option other than to just do it, right? Like, yeah. there, it wasn't like, yeah. hey, it's, it's just time. Like, maybe you could work one in. They're like, no, no, fine mechanics. We're coming to you. Like, you were DGAF. Make it. You were DGAF. Well, I, have, I had to be. Like, I literally <laughs> had to be. Like, there was no other option. And, like, I'm not I'm not going to be the weak link of the show and be like, oh, I just couldn't get them or I was too scared to ask or whatever. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm just coming in hot. Like, I'm just tapping people on shoulders, grabbing people like, hey, I'm coming. In. And, I like, this whole experience kind of took over my life for a day or two before, like, every thought. So, I'm like, okay, when – before the motos – I kind of know who's going to do well and do not like that's a, a positive side of being around this my whole life is, you know, who's going to be strong and, and have good days and bad days. So I went around to my, like, Hey, I'm coming to you in this moto. Like, let me know when's a good time and whatnot, but I'm coming to you. So be ready, which helped a lot. That's like good. they weren't surprised. They weren't blindsided. They knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I, I think it's great to bring those back as a guy that was, yeah. you know, as a guy that was interviewed a few times, right. Over the years, uh, it was always pretty cool. And, um, it, it does offer something to the race for sure. You know? Well, and I, I really liked, and I need to do more of this. Like, I wanted to get Lars on there because they had this 50th anniversary thing, and they went one two one two. Like, I thought that was a, a big deal to have Lars Lindstrom on there for Honda. And, you know, with, with KTM, that whole dynamic, like having Roger on there, and Roger just has a certain gravity to it anyway. But I want to get more of the mechanics that never get any thanks. They never get any TV time. No one you know, for the most part knows who they are. It's such a thankless job that takes up. It literally runs over their entire life. So to get those guys on camera, I think is awesome. Like I, I really want to do more of that. So that's kind of my goal moving forward is to get the guys that don't get any credit, yep. get them in front of the camera and let them kind of share what they're thinking. And we, the just, reason I oh, give oh. you credit, hold on one second. The reason I give you credit is like, let's be honest, Roxon and Sexton and Loris brothers, uh, Craig, they've been interviewed on the podium so many times. It, honestly, you cannot screw that up. Right. You could not say words, and they would oh, just know. I could screw what it up. To say. I'm okay. almost positive. In, in your opinion, Ken Roxon has been interviewed on the podium race so many times since age 15 that he will just handle it. Even if if you sounded like the teacher from Snoopy and you were just going wah wah wah, he would give a great answer anyway. But the reason I give you credit for the mechanics thing is because these guys have not ever been interviewed. And they don't know the cadence either of like, uh, I'm doing lap times and I'm checking my pit board and I've never been interviewed during a race. Can I even do this? So the fact that you jumped in there and did that with, they're not any more experienced than you. That's why I kept giving you credit for that. Cause you could have just backed out. Well, we we're, we're coming in hot with it because I uh, really yeah. want to do more of that. So we, we, it may be a, it may be catastrophic failure at some of these, but we're going to, we're going to learn together. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was fine. You were fine. It, I mean, still, I don't know why you want to do it. It's too hot, too much work. But that you know, anything else? <laughs> it's still you did a good job. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and, and the last thing, the last thing I'll say, I was t seriously terrified. Like I, I don't know a better word to say other than terrified <laughs> going in. Um, now, like a couple days removed, looking towards Hangtown, I'm I'm actually excited because I know the cadence, I know the timing, I know what's expected. I, and even if even if Charlie Brown's teacher is still in my headset, I'm not as worried because I know where I'm supposed to be and when. Like, I could give you an example. I had to do these stand-ups, right? Like, I did uh, one one every moto, but two on camera and two off. I didn't know any of those things. So the second, the first 450 moto was off camera. It was just on air, and I couldn't find my cameraman. So Weege comes to me for like the first 450 moto report and I'm just walking, just talking and walking. Like 
I had no idea. Like I'm, I'm losing my mind because I can't find the cameraman and I think they're going to come to me on camera. Thankfully they had B roll of just the parade lap, but like things like that, like my heart rate is like two fifty in that moment because I don't know where my cameraman is I, 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 and I'm going live on air. I thought camera got like every time I've seen will or, or whoever they're, they're, they're set. They're, they're, they're attached to the hip. Her and her he cameraman. got sprayed by Tomac's roost on the start of the parade lap <laughs> and had to go get help. Oh, like, got his eyes and his face. Oh, okay. Like, no joke. Yeah, no yeah, joke. Yeah. So he's gone. So I'm just like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I don't know where this is going to go. Like, are they just going to cut to his camera and he's getting his eyes flushed? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know, so I just, I, I just pretended like I was on a podcast and just started talking about what my hit was going to be. Right. And then the second 250 moto was the same, no camera. And then the last one, I'm back on camera again. There's no warning for any of this. I don't know any of these things are happening. But can't so you like, cut into Bondo? Can't you tell Bondo, hey, Bondo, my cameraman. I can't hear Bondo. Can't didn't hear no, but Bondo. you cut into Bondo and just be like, hey, I, I can't, can't hear you. I can't hear him. It doesn't matter no, what I say. You I can't can, understand what he's saying. Yeah, but you can't say, hey, Bondo, I can't hear a word you're saying, but here's yes. an update. This was going on since Friday. Yeah. He knew. Right. Okay. Okay. He knew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, okay. Yeah. Okay. Last example. They did the first Moto report was a stand-up and i was talking about the start right i was talking about justin cooper and that crash mm -hmm. they i asked doreen which she did an amazing job at the last second to find b-roll of that crash i don't even know where she got it but she got it yep i said okay can we run that b-roll during the report i need a monitor though to know when you go to that so i can walk through that there was no monitor right that didn't happen. And this is all like in the last three minutes before we go live. And so I don't even know if they're going to run the B roll. I don't know. All I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the start and then I'm going to transition into Justin Cooper crashing and how that went. Well, they played the B roll unbeknownst to me at some point during that report, but I have no idea when that happened or what I was saying at the time. Like that's, I had no idea what was going on. Like none. Like you got screwed with the not being able to hear because you can't always get to a monitor, and sometimes you get to one you can't even see it in the sun. But at least you would have heard they're showing the B roll. Yeah, roll they're basically telling you whatever. Right? Yes. You, they will tell awesome. you you're not on camera now. Yes, that was the B roll. Awesome. I had, and then they're going to be like, "Okay, no you're back on camera. You couldn't hear that." Um, no and by idea. the way, this guy Daniel Blair, who says he does cross TV, not familiar. And <laughs> I say, I'm like. JT cannot hear our producer at all. And he's like, I've never dealt with that ever. So good job, JT. And, First time and, this has ever happened. Yeah, speaking of Daniel, job. Daniel helped me a ton. Um, it, it could have been very easy for him to just stand on the sidelines and laugh, point and laugh. Uh, <laughs> but he did not do that. He, like, literally every time I had a down moment, he was there like, okay, what's, what's, what are you working through? What's bothering you? What's hard? What's that? Like, he was there in every possible way. So uh, he needs a... Uh, a big round of applause for helping me through kind of throughout the day. And then you had to do a, a Friday uh, race, a Friday show, which you didn't know about. That's great. And then you had to do a press, that was awesome. press conference. I actually uh, thought it was really good. Oh, like, I didn't know good. about it. Right. I didn't know about it until you know, an hour before we did it, but it was actually really good. <laughs> we each comes on our group text. JT, you know you got to come with me to do this pre-show thing on Friday. He's just like, nope. That's great. That's great. Truth be told, I told JT in the pits, and he didn't know. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Let me announce it to you in the group text so everybody can just see the emotional reaction. <laughs> like, hold on, I'm going to send the text right now. It's great. There's it's been great. a lot of that. A lot of uh, 
there's so much new going on with, between Mav and MX Sports. And I actually think one of the things, you know, NBC was like a third pillar of this for 15 years. It's been MX Sports. And, and from what I can tell, just removing that piece has left a lot of holes to fill at the first race, like credentials and travel and how you get yeah. paid. And I'm not joking. So, like, I think not JT's thing in the year. That's the same crew as always. And, and JT's luck, the first time it ever didn't work was his first day. But a lot of these other pieces, I almost feel like it's, uh, it's like when two outfielders are going for the ball and they don't know who's the one that's supposed to get it and it falls. That, I think, was a lot of the weekend. Um, so that's why JT didn't know with the pre-race show, I think. <laughs> hey, it's hard. Like, so we did this, for those of you who are, are listening, there's going to be a post-race show that will be on Tuesday on Math TV also that we recorded after the race. So when, whenever we're done and we go off air, whatever, Weege and I and MC and RJ – all filmed another half hour show after that. Right. So that was kind of a new development that I didn't know a lot about. I certainly didn't know what to do. Well, Bondo, like he's used to dealing with Daniel and these guys, they, they're so they're such professionals. They don't, they would handle this in stride, but Bondo's like, Hey, go get Justin Cooper and go get Caroli. I want live interviews in like 20 minutes. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I would need an act of Congress to get Justin Cooper to come on air right now. He's not doing that. He's not even here. So I just did a stand-up in front of his bike, like, just talked about that. And then I somehow miraculously got Caroli out, out of his motorhome, away from everybody who wanted a moment of – like, these things were just happening. Like, it was just – I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it was – just make it work because we're gonna we're gonna crash and burn if you don't. I'm just like going. In, I'm going in Cairo's motor one. Hey man, I need you. Like I, I, I'll make it up to you some of the time. I need you right now. Like we got to talk right now. <laughs> wow. That, yeah, it's nice to see that they're doing something to lead into the Pulp Show on Tuesdays on Mav. So we need something. Yeah. Yeah, the show's gonna be great. The show's gonna be great. It, yeah. I, it came off well. Yeah. I'm um, just saying, like my level of stress with having to pull this off. Really, like, uh, it was just go, go get him, go get Caroli. I'm like, what? How? Weege, that really is going to cut into JT's bailing after the race uh, time. This, this whole thing. It's really going to hurt that. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I was uh, at least he did know about that. But even though uh, MC and RJ were briefed, I think they kind of forgotten. Like, there's so much <laughs> stuff coming at everybody. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they're like, there are 38 things I got to do this weekend. I have a general idea of what they are. So when we were done, they were both like, okay, we can get out of here, right? And I'm like, no. No. We actually have a whole other show yeah. that we're doing. And because they're pros, they didn't complain one bit. You know, four straight hours on that. The only thing I was worried about with any of these guys this year, they know their stuff. Uh, they've done interviews. The four straight hours live is pretty gnarly. So I'm always worried about this, the enthusiasm waning and people getting tired and bored. Uh, and then to throw that at them when they, I guess, didn't quite realize they were supposed to do that. I think they were told, but they forgot because there's yeah. so much going on. Yeah. Um, the, but, dude, they perked right up. They yeah. were like, oh, we got to do another show. But when, when the camera turned on, MC and RJ. No, they were good. They've both done a lot of TV before. They, they're fans of each other, right? They're friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, they were great. Yeah, they were great. I mean, of course, the Pulp Show had RJ and MC on together, you know, last year or so. So you guys, you, you know, just took that formula, I'm sure. Oh, okay. But, okay. um. Yep. No, both guys were great, and you're going to have Glover this weekend. He, he's the guy that I've always said he'll be he'll be fantastic the whole time, and you know he'll yep. know what to I'm do. So to you're gonna you're gonna have the first couple rounds pretty easy as far as co-hosts for sure. Um, I just I felt I just thought the RJ weirdo mentions of stuff was was pretty funny, but uh, he was really good the whole time. <laughs> so um, you know, and the BFRC shock. 
RJ got a bit of a scoop there, and he was hammering that also. But that's good. I couldn't believe it. You know, it's like I couldn't to believe see, he got that. It's like yeah. to see. Yeah, uh, it's it's like the, it's good to see. Like, you know, he was digging right as doing his job, digging for some. Oh, he's all over guys. Yeah, yeah. He sta- he came for the Rodgers meeting basically to stare at Eli Tomac and wait for the minute that Rodgers meeting's over, and he's like, there is basically there's zero chance Tomac was not going to talk to him, and I give credit because most of these ex pro guys. It's the oddly to me. It's the main part of the job they do not want to do. Yeah. They don't cruise yep. the pits talking to riders. No, no, they don't want to. I, he no. was all over that. He was all, all over day. it. I, I mean, like, morning yeah. right, before right. during riders' meeting, I'm like, they need to hear some of this stuff. He's just he's all up in their grill. Yeah, yep, which is I, great because we yeah. just we just totally right. These guys don't want to do the hard work behind the scenes to 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 help their jobs out. They just don't want to do it. Um, I, I was very know. nervous about doing that. That's not really my jam. Like I'm usually not that guy, like, you know, social butterfly. I got to go chase down, talk to everybody. I, but I, I, I'm yeah. just forcing it. No, you like, have, to. I yep. have to, I have to be. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It's, it's kind of what Weege and I do every single weekend. No, of course yeah. you guys are, you yeah. guys, that's your normal vibe. That's not my yep. thing. Yep. So I had to just say like, you know what? You um, just got to do this. So well, just do it. Uh, let's talk about some racing, but before we get into that, uh, the Mav TV thing. Uh, feel feel bad for those guys. You talk about some things being new, new Weege. They the app didn't work on a desktop. Uh, eventually, they just threw everybody to YouTube, where there was no commercials. Um, but because if you buy the app, the Mav TV Plus, you know you're not supposed to have commercials. But they couldn't get that feed working correctly or, or right. So then there was commercials. So then people were upset. And yeah. yeah, lots of lots of mentions. Of course, you know, I took the Mav TV money, so I'm selling out. I got accused of that a bunch. Uh, <laughs> um, so I, you know, I'm not going to say anything. But yeah, it didn't didn't go well for those guys, and that's too bad because you know you, you only get one chance to make a, a good first impression. They tried right. to make it right. They were on social telling people what to do, telling people go here, go there. Uh, it'll get better. It'll be better. Uh, and the people that bought the app for no commercials. You know, they're like, well, why did I pay for it if it's no commercials for the first weekend? Well, that was a one weekend thing, but uh, yeah, it's definitely some frustration out there with the new Mav TV package. Yeah, and I don't know too much about that as we're going on the air. Like, I'm not on Twitter right. seeing people complain. Like, I don't, I don't realize that's going on. Well, but you were getting blamed. You were getting blamed as per oh, usual. Oh, well, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. But I'm glad I got JT now to take some of that. Yeah, and you apparently as a Mav TV principal. Yep. Uh, also, but. So, yeah, from what I kind of learned after the fact, and, I, I, you know, today's Memorial Day. I don't know if they have a meeting today. I think tomorrow they'll be sorting some of that out. Yes, I believe the plan is to not have the commercials on the uh, app B Plus. Uh, but I guess that feed didn't work, so they had to use the TV feed, which obviously the TV channel does have commercials. So if anyone's mad about I paid for it and I'm getting commercials, that's not the way it was supposed to be. Right, yeah. Not the way it and, will be. And they tried and to make it right. For us. You know, yeah. they tried to make it right, but at that point, yeah, they just put it on YouTube for free. Yeah, just to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's still there. Uh, you can go to Race Rex. We got the breaking news link. You can watch the whole thing for free, even if you don't have Map TV Plus. The first race is there. It's got a ton of views, obviously. And uh, it was frustrating for me to hear the commercial thing because, as JT knows, we announced the whole time like we never take a break for commercials. Like the whole moto, we just go nonstop. So I'm like, I don't understand because. Trust me, the plan was not to take a break for commercials. We did not take a break. So yep. I guess it was a technical glitch. Yeah, there's just there's a lot of new here. And, uh, you know, it worked for the most part. Uh, you know, JT's saying he was horrible. He wasn't horrible. No. But everything was new. And there you go. I, I, I'm not excusing that at all. Like, obviously, it should just work. There's no apologies for that. It should just work. It didn't. But I just can tell you that this was not 
the plan. The plan is not to have commercials, <laughs> I believe, if you well, pay. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, definitely a bit of a, you know, bit of a mess technical-wise. And hopefully they, yeah, and I, yeah. they'll get better. They'll figure it out. But, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of angry people in their in their messages right now. Um, because motocross people are never happy anyways with the TV package, you know. Um, they weren't happy yeah. for changing channels, you know, forever. Um, now they don't have to change channels, but there was an issue. So, yep, it was uh, not a great debut for the guys at MAV. Um, okay, thanks. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, it's I, gonna be better. and they and they they made it right right away, or they tried to anyways. But you, you don't, you just can't yeah. get that message out quick enough, right, for a lot of people. So, uh, but all right, let's uh, let's get into it, shall we? Uh, Lars Lindstrom, the greatest team manager ever. Yes or no? <laughs> uh, amazing <laughs> day, day. For, amazing day for Honda. One two. One one two two one one two two in both classes. They brought out their fiftieth anniversary machine. They brought out their fiftieth uh, anniversary gear, look, everything else. Weege, you hate this stuff. I wonder where you stood on it on Roxon and 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 the Alpine Star look. Uh, oh, I look good, dude. Oh, okay. I thought you would. Okay, I wasn't sure if where were you doing this. No, no, no. Okay, I'm not over. On, I'm not overly retro, as you know. Yeah. Uh, I feel like people go too retro because. When you do retro, there's always going to be a small vocal group telling you it's awesome. But what you don't hear it from is no one's going to be like, yeah, I don't remember that. I don't know what that is. Like those people are silent. So it lulls you into thinking it's more popular than it is. Um, my only my, my main retro complaint back in the day was when the JT gear line came back out. I'm like, you cannot build a brand entirely on retro because that is my point. You'll get 100 people giving you a huge thumbs up and everybody else will be like, oh, that's, I've never heard of that brand because wow. I'm too young. So that was my main complaint. This looked awesome, and they did a job almost the copyright infringement level. Now Roxon's in Fox gear, right? So they can make it look like old Fox gear. And thank but and thankfully he didn't keep Albert the Alper. yellow. Thankfully he didn't keep the yellow and black stuff on. I was stoked to see that he changed into retro gear. You know. Yeah. 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 But it's funny, like Fox is making retro gear that looks like retro Fox gear, but the Alpine Star others was also darn close it was it was jt it was worked. it was jt retro it was bailey lachine retro uh, it's a little bit of both the pants for sure it looked almost like the jt logo down the side right? um uh but uh I, I the only the only nitpick i had was that red and blue honda h the bikes were from like 86 and 87 the red and blue retro h is more like 84 85 they kind of got rid of that around that time. So the, the the red and blue H didn't quite match the look of the bikes, but, hey, we'll be fine. It's fine. I don't know. I think it's better that way. Like, they took – this is several years combined. Yeah, I don't think it's supposed yeah. to be one specific right. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, 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 I thought it looked awesome. What a day. Like, the retro oh look, God. the riders. What a day. Just, you know. And, and the 50th – you know, they had their own 50th yeah. dinner the night before, yep. and they unveiled – new bikes including a retro looking bike they will sell yeah the night before and they had gary jones and jet lawrence like the first and the latest champion they've had unveiling the bike and then all the execs are there to celebrate 50 and they go one two and every photo it, it, it's unreal i mean J the fly racing guys put out the 22 and a half kinetic mesh and good job jt it looks good uh, but yeah, you guys got lost a little bit in this stuff. Uh, there's no that doubt. Was amazing. It, it was, it was yeah. even you JT had to tip your hat to this look. Oh, it was great. It was great. Um, I, I give all, I give the, those companies a ton of credit. Um, yeah, it was good. Fox had Fox had their retro stuff, which it's, it was tough timing because they couldn't even get rocks in it in the motos, which would have been really good for them. Uh, 
but I mean, there was, there was a lot of great things to uh, to watch and see this weekend. What are you talking I, about? Not, what are you talking about? Roxon couldn't get in the gear. What? They had uh, black and yellow retro stuff. Fox guys did. No, but Roxon was in blue and retro. That's what I said. No, he changed. They have a they had a yellow and black retro set. Yeah. That. But Kenny wanted. Kenny did not wear it for the motos. I know that's what I'm saying, but like, you look at Josh Hill, you look at the PC guys. Like they had this black and yellow set that I think was. I mean, if you were at the race, that black and yellow yeah. retro yeah. was everywhere. It was yeah. literally everywhere. What, what are you talking? I think about? they wanted. I think they would have liked Kenny oh, to be in that. I stuff see what you mean. Okay, during and the day. Why did you just bring up Josh Hill? Because he did a big social post with that. He was the first person I saw. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, All right. It's the first person uh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. The, I didn't like that black and yellow stuff. They usually hit it out of the park. Not a fan of that. That's all right. Well, and, me, and, but. and my point is that was like their big theme was that black and yellow stuff. It was everywhere. Banners, stickers. Right. So I think it was just rough timing with Honda doing their thing. Well, I think they would have liked Kenny to be in that stuff if they would have had their choice. Look good. Congrats to Honda guys. Uh, absolutely doing a good job. Chase Sexton, 1-1. One, one. Stocked Kenny first moto, uh, took off second moto, uh, did the same thing past Kenny. Kenny hung in there tough though in the second moto. I was pretty impressed with the ninety four coming coming out and doing doing what he did. Of course, transponder issue in the second moto, and I'm like, oh my god, he's out. He pulled out. He crashed or whatever. <laughs> I, that was a little stressful yeah. there. But um, yeah, in the end, he just he, he got second. But yeah, Sexton man, uh, when he puts it together, we each this is what he can do, and, and we saw it in Supercross. And we saw him hit the ground in Supercross, of course. And, you know, it, I think you said this on the show, Weege. It's not a matter of if. It was just when. And this weekend was when. You know? Yeah. And obviously for the day, yes. I mean, that was for sure that was going to happen someday where the guy was just going to be unbeatable. Um, but I think really the, when people say when, if with Sexton, it's more like he is going to take over. He is going to become the next champion. He's going to become the guy that wins the most races. So when I say it was a matter of uh, uh, when, not if, it's like, okay, so is that this point or other, Yeah. you know, by round eight, we're like, dude, how weird was that? You know, Roxon just won Anaheim once this year. Yeah, yeah. The opening and, round and of either series can be weird. They were clearly the best two guys, yeah. and they did not win a Supercross title. So you just have to – so that's my question. Like, is this it? Is this the – we all knew someday Sexton was going to figure it out and start clobbering people every week, or – is it ah, round one is just weird. So that's really the question. There's no doubt on this day who is the best guy. And I can't see the gaps because I'm in the truck, but JT, you're on the track. I, I'm assuming they were alarmingly far ahead of everybody else. Yeah, 30 seconds in in, in the second mode. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it was those two and then everyone else. Yeah, uh, incredible. J, JT, yep. so, I mean, he can win this thing. Sexton can w be champion. There's no doubt. Like He can. Yeah, he can. Yeah. But... I really don't like drawing conclusions, A, from the first round, and B, from this particular racetrack. This track compared to High Point, Unadilla, Southwick, Redbud, Millville, they're just so different. Like, it is a completely different feel, vibe, you know, condition, uh, the soil, everything about it. So... It, it's not particular to Sexton. Sexton should be good all season. But I'm not willing to be like, yep, this is what we're going to see all year because of what we saw at Paul. I'm just no, I'm not there. But uh, I'm not saying it is, but it can be. This dude could take off with this thing. 
He could win a lot. I, I just don't think it's going to be Sexton winning by 30 seconds every moto. I, I don't I don't see that. I think Jason Anderson's going to be really good. He had a horrible day. Horrible day. But he was really fast, quietly, very fast. Oh, he's got, I think, got the most passing points by far. Yeah. <laughs> Tomac will be much better. Uh, I don't think he's thrilled with how that day went at all. Um, I just think there, there, there's going to be a lot more that's going to happen versus those two running away 30 seconds out front. The track was not Paula, though. It was prepped more like a normal outdoor track. You're absolutely right. It's not Southwick. It's not Unadilla. It's all, not all high point, all that. But it was not soaked like crazy. Like The first thing that I said about Caroli was like, Dude, he's going to get out there and be like, look at these ruts. Look at, I'm stuck in this slot car track because we've seen poor prep from those guys before. This was, yeah. this was prepped really nice. This was a good so job. I, I don't know. I thought it was uh, pretty, I would have rather it been a lot wetter in qualifying. Oh, I, I don't mean, the know. second moto, the second moto, man, it was hard, dusty. The bumps were square edged. It, I, I, yeah, I'm but, only viewing it through the lens of me having to race that track. I would have been miserable wow, with those conditions. Okay, but you, you would have been miserable at Glen Helen or Paula or or Hangtown. You know what I mean? That's but you, it's more it's of like it thing. being more of it being rock hard, and then they added water onto it, and it's just like riding a skating rink, right? Because it's so hard pack, and then water on top of it. Uh, it did, it didn't look any fun to me at all. Um, and pretty good uh, Weege for Roxon. He hasn't raced for a while. Two two. Hung with Sexton close, like I said in that second moto. Full props to Kenny for you know closing up late in the race. Yeah, but uh, it's funny; it's the same. Th- it's it's Ken Roxon at round one. It's Ken Roxon round one. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know he took a hiatus, but he's always good at the first race of the year. So I almost don't seem that surprised. Plus, I'll add in the weather was unseasonally mild, so I, I expected him to be. Yeah, it wasn't you know, hot. It wasn't hot, have, right? It wasn't. No, wasn't hot. No, not at all. Yeah, so yeah. I was expecting him to not have a problem late in the moto, and he didn't. Um, in both motos, he did mount a pretty good comeback. So I know it's crazy to be like, "Oh my God, Roxon almost won, and he hadn't raced since Daytona when he was sucking horribly." But at the same time, I'm like, "How many? He's done this six times probably already." So there you go. He done uh, it again. Uh, yeah, good job for those guys. Uh, Ride red for sure this weekend. Christian Craig, yeah. he said that was his first overall podium. I, I swore he got one on a Honda. I, I, I did not. So weird. I didn't realize that. Um, He's but he, been close so many times, clearly. He, did he pass Dungey six times in, in on the day or seven, <laughs> seven times? How many times did Christian Craig pass Ryan Dungey? <laughs> you know? I, I, yeah. Yeah, and the fact that we're talking about that is uh, impressive. Who had Craig as going into round one? He will be the top Yamaha rider. Yeah, not me, not me. JT, did you yeah. did you have this top Yamaha rider? No, no. <laughs> and, and I think he was uh, he, he he had to be, and I know he was very very excited and happy to beat Tomac. You know, in, in whatever fashion, you know, like he, pass him, hold right. him off, all those things. Um, that's a big deal. Like it's one round out of twelve, but when you are new to the 450 class as a full-time guy anyway and you're dealing with the alpha of the team who has also just won a supercross championship to go beat him at that had to make him feel really really good and also feel good about his chances in this class overall moving forward long term he wasn't good at the opener last year and i looked at that and i was like oh okay you know i just wonder what was going on there uh he was clearly the third best guy today like he passed all of those guys to get into he third. He crashed in the first moto and yeah. still got third. Yes. Yeah. He damn impressive. Good job, Christian Craig. That's that's really, really good to see. Um Tomac's first moto. Anyone? 
Anybody got anything? Uh, I, I talked to that. I talked to uh, Gilly. I had to go down as uh, yeah, this is way out of my norm, right? I'm down there. I'm in the pits. I'm asking mechanics what's going on, Coker, whoever, whoever will talk to me. I'm talking to them. And basically they just, they took the team, took the blame and just said, Hey, we, we kind of pushed for a certain direction in the first moto and he, he trusted us and it wasn't the right way. So I was like, okay, so it's not the knee. Like that's all, whatever else that's on you guys. But America wants to know if the knee is a problem. That's really it. Like, no, no, no. He, he didn't even mention his knee at all. Like that wasn't even in the conversation. It was just like, he didn't feel comfortable riding the bike the way it was set up. So he's like, We'll be better this time. What, what does better mean? We don't know, he, but it's going to be better. Yeah, he just faded back. I don't believe he crashed. He just got – No, no, he just went up. backwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, second moto, though, was better, Weege, for Tomac. That was that was strong. Well, it was a relief because, to JT's point, right, when you see him ride well for about 10 minutes and then start going backwards, you're like, oh, my God, this was exactly like these Supercross rounds, well, which we now know. And, and then, I mean, and then yeah. as, as he says, as it goes on, the knee hurts more and more as the race goes yeah, he on. literally – Right. Exactly what he explained – yeah. Uh, on your pulp show was exactly what happened in yeah. that first moto. So I'm like, uh, the knees, this is not going to work. Did he tweak it? Uh, and also you got to figure, even if the knees a hundred percent, he probably hasn't ridden, uh, nearly as much as he should in the last almost two months now. Right. So I'm like, it could be that it could be knee yep. or it could be residual, not training because of the knee. So the fact that the second moto, he was pretty strong in the end. I'm like, because you don't want to lose Ferrandis and Tomac. Uh, all at the same time. So the fact that he was, uh, he didn't beat Craig in second moto. He got fourth. It's not a podium, but he was good to the end. He didn't fade. So to me, that's a huge relief. And mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, it's just bike settings. And we forget because Supercross went so well. I think we assume like, ah, oh, he's got the Yamaha dial. It's his first race in the Yamaha motocross. Even Anaheim one wasn't spectacular. So thank God it's the team and the setup and not he's hurt and uh, about to join Ferrandis in the sidelines. Yeah. I-, I would take anything over it being the knee and yeah, it's just not good. Like that would have been, yeah. That would have been a huge blow to this series, in my opinion. It was just bizarre to see Ryan Dungey out there. Like, I just, I couldn't quite wrap my head around it still. It's awesome to see him come back. He ran third in both motos. He was, uh, and I wrote this in my column coming out this week, like, he was like a tick off peak Ryan Dungey, right? Like, he's a tick off his speed, a tick off the endurance. And that gets you a 5-5 instead of a 1-1, Weech. You know? Like, he was like Ryan Dungey. Just... It, it, it is. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. unbelievable. And I think it looks so Ryan Dungey-like that it almost started to seem less shocking as the day went on. And then you do start to hear that chorus of like, oh, he's Ryan Dungey. I knew he would do it. I knew he would do it. Anyone who is doubting it, it's Ryan Dungey. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Do not diminish the surprise, the shock, the, 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 the amazingness of an athlete being gone for five years and performing within, yeah, a couple percentage points of their prime. Like, yeah, he, I know it's Dunge. I want to give Dunge credit and say we always knew Dunge had it in him, but this is practically unprecedented in any form of athletic competition at all. So I'm not going to sit here and shrug it off and be like, ah, I knew he'd do it. Fine, Dunge. Uh, like, come on. This is unbelievable. He passed. Who has on their depth chart? What would, what would the uh, gambling odds have been? Eli Tomek will be passed by Ryan Dungey for third I, I in think, moto, and he's not hurt, by the way. I think all these guys, if he pass when they pass him, they got to be like, "What the hell? What? Come on. What? You know, yes. What is going on?" Because yeah, as I said, he ran third in both motos. Um, so yeah, yeah incredible. Pretty, I was impressed, JT five five. I was impressed. 
That's I awesome. was I was insanely impressed, and and uh, you know kudos to the powers that be. They brought him up for an interview after the second moto, even you know even though he wasn't top three or whatever. He, I, I was trying to gauge him. Okay, like I have my job to do, and, I, and we already know we talked about how stressed I was, but I, I wanted to get a feeling for how he felt. Right? Was this like I can't believe I just did that? Wow! It, but it wasn't that. It was not disappointment. It was, uh, I should have been better than that. Like (laughs) he wasn't, he wasn't thrilled. Like, and that's really the point I'm trying to make. Like, I believe he expects more out of himself, regardless of the X, Y, and Z variables you're going to put on top of it, which we all know. Yeah. I'm telling you, I think he's going to be better. Yeah. I think he wants more and he's like, yeah, that's awesome. You know, I'm glad everybody's excited and whatever, but I don't think he was very happy with it. I really don't, which if you're one of these guys at the front, you don't want to hear that. You want to hear like Dungeon's like, "Oh man, I can't believe I got fifth. That's awesome." Yeah. You don't want to hear, ah, "I got, I have, I have more than that. Like well, I should be better than that." He said on the Pulp Show, "I wouldn't come back unless I think I can podium or challenge for wins." That's what he said. Yeah, and I, I and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, Dunge, I believe him when yeah. he says that now. Right. Uh, after watching him ride and after seeing his demeanor after the race, and I'm not talking about when he's talking. I'm talking about walking up to me after that off camera, his body language. He's he's coming for more than that. Damn damn impressive. Uh Anderson. Yeah, slowly. Four eight. Uh really really good. How good was that first moto ride? Like and in the second moto he's probably like, oh, here we go again. He was even further back in the second moto. Anderson was really good. Like I picked him to win this weekend. Uh he can win races. With it with, with what he showed, he can win races. No. Yeah, the only thing I'm bummed at for him is I think, uh, as JT said, these conditions are, are a lot different than the other races. I feel like these really, these are some of his strengths, and uh, you know it's unfortunate for him to instead have like a solid points haul on a day where he maybe could have won. Um, uh, we'll never know. I mean, Sexton was phenomenal, so I don't yeah. want to take anything away. Yep. But like, you know, he's still searching for this elusive first win, and he has a track that I would assume is probably really good for him, and he rides well. But unfortunately, it doesn't even result in the podium. But, but yeah. Uh, there's nothing to make you think like, yeah, see, he's just a super gross guy. Like, it's not going to carry over outdoors. Like, he was great. Uh, eat pasta, go faster. Antonio Caroli <laughs> uh, goes 10-6. He crashed on the second last lap. He went from 8th to 10th. So he really had an 8-6 eight, eight, on the day. He mentioned that that crash was pretty good. I didn't see it. But 10-6 on the day for Caroli. Yep, that's uh, that's about what I figured, JT. I, I, an 8-6 eight, an eight, or 10-6. You know? I thought he would be better than that. I really oh, did. Okay. Yeah. Um, I he, so he crashed in the first moto and hurt his leg, which didn't uh, didn't help things. Um, he was not thrilled with that day. He didn't have fun. It wasn't. Uh, I don't think it was an, a day he would want to do again. That uh, that was my take, and that's kind of also what he said. Uh, I feel very confident in that. And I, you know, like it's not my job to console him or reassure him or anything. But I just kind of told him like, hey, man. This track is like its own world, right? And if I know the plan is to do two, but I'm telling you, if you stick around and you, you know, you get through Hangtown, Hangtown will be better. Track's better. It's supposed to be like 70 to 75 degrees or something. Again, it's supposed to be a really nice day. You get to Colorado, you get to High Point, you're going to get to some tracks where you're going to enjoy it. Like the tracks are awesome. The conditions are good. You're going to like it a lot better than you like today. It just this. If you think this is indicative of how this whole summer would go for you, then please don't. 
Because I don't, I don't want him to be like, man, that sucked. I'm definitely leaving after two rounds now because that would be a huge loss for everybody. Yeah, he he's, he's talked about that. He he knows that. Like he picked the, you know, he's got he's not doing the two worst races for him. Two worst tracks. He's yeah. going to keep going. There, there, there's no yeah. And, and but honestly, man, he just looked really, he looked really bummed out. Like it, it didn't. Uh, did did the he fans? Like he had a good day at all. Did the fans like him? Did you guys think, notice anything? I think everybody was very excited to see him. I mean, I, I you know, there's a lot happening, right? Um, there's a lot to take in on the day. But I every time I saw him, somebody was talking to him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everybody wanted some of his time, and, and whether it was just to say thanks or whatever. Um, I can't imagine that part of it wasn't great for him. I just don't think the track and his day – and then crashing and hurting his leg on top of it, like none of that went anywhere near to plan. Even though the results weren't awful, um, I just don't think that's how he kind of saw it going. Weege AP uh, first race back six uh, ten. I didn't notice him at all. He might take the Brandon Hartraft Memorial uh, Award for me for Paula. Only time I really saw him was uh, you know he was battling with Dunge for a bit in uh, the first moto, and you know I guess if you get beat by a guy who hasn't raced one of these races in six years, that's not. I'm, I'm sure not going to the pits being like, well, hey, I almost beat Dunge. Um, but, yeah, uh, I did expect a little more. But did, one of the hardest things to to gauge in this first race is we've seen two completely different styles, right? There's guys that skip the end of Supercross, and they probably could have come back and raced, and they've been full focused on motocross, and they get this bump, this massive bump over everyone who's just been doing Supercross. And you almost expect that out of everyone that didn't race Supercross. And then sometimes it's like, uh, no, I was legitimately hurt. Like, I'm not ahead. I'm behind. Yeah. Um, uh, so maybe for him, and he did say in his quote in the press release that the arm still hurt. So, yep. you know, we're just assuming he's probably been good for six weeks now, and they just didn't want to send him to Supercross. But I, I, he might still uh, a little bit be on the bend because that wasn't a great uh, result. For I sure. think eighth overall is fine. If for Paula, for him, yeah. you know, uh, back from injury. Yeah, I think that that's, that's good. Eighth overall okay. is fine. Uh, right. Barsha had uh, Jason Anderson's type of day. Um, yeah, Anderson probably gets a few more points for passing riders, but Barsha passed a shit ton too. Uh, he was way back off the start in Moto One and then crashed in Moto Two. Um, so yeah, Barsha um, ninth overall. Shane McElrath, that's a good job on the new bike. Shane was good. Yeah, 11, I was impressed seven. by Shane. Yeah, I don't think there was much expectation at all from it. Certainly not for me, but I don't think most people had him running around in, in seventh. In the second moto, I, I did not. When I looked at the lineup and mm-hmm. who was, you know, I, there's no way. Like, I just did not see that coming in any way, shape, or form. I mean, the guy hasn't been racing at all. So, I, I have nothing but uh, good things to say about Macoraste. He, uh, he way exceeded my expectations. Marchbank's 11th, good job. I was uh, steering clear of him because everyone was telling me he wasn't riding much since his crash and his shoulder's still sore. And so, I stayed completely away from Marchbank's in fantasy. And that's a good day for Garrett. Nine twelve, good job. Yeah, it's good. I, yeah. I didn't notice it much, like at, like at all, if I'm being honest. But um, yeah, I, I think everybody was wondering how this was going to yeah. go because I don't think he's 100 percent healthy. But yeah, nine twelve to start things off, that's good. Yep. Freddie Nolan went. Yeah, from- he told oh, me it was going to be building because yeah. he's like, I'm like, you've been dying to get in a 450 outdoors. Where you like, like I can't wait for this day. He's like, well, that was the plan before uh, Salt Lake, and now it's back to just got to get through it. So yep. that's where he's at. Um, Freddie Norman went from 40th to 14th in the first moto. Good job, Freddie. 11th in moto two. Fast Freddie. He was steady, Eddie, dude. Yeah. Every time I saw Freddie, he was passing somebody. Yep. That's what that's what he does. 
Good to have the Butler brothers back with Freddie and Benny, and they actually put in four good motos. I was they did. shocked. And, and Benny crashed. He was up further ahead. Yep. At one point, he crashed. His dad was very, very unpleased. Karate, ki- karate kicking people. No, he just like he he had a good day going, and he just lost like I don't know four or five spots. He's just, damn it! Like we just you know we we got to be per- we have to be perfect right now. Is basically like kind of what I felt. Uh, we did you um did you go talk to Jericho? Did you see Jericho? He's back. All right, we just gone. Apparently, we oh. should not. Go talk oh, to sorry. Uh, I, I, uh, Did you? I didn't make it all the way to that end of the pit until uh, okay. the end of the day, and they were pretty much packed up. Um, he, yeah, was, I'm a little hobbled, and they got me doing a, a lot of stuff. So the random walk to the pits and talk to people, Tom. I really wish I had more. Josh, hey, hold on. We need to we need to touch on that real quick. When Weech says they have been doing a lot, Weech is easily the most underappreciated person uh, at the track. The the amount of things he has going on at all times. Like voiceovers, there's there's just like, hey, we got this new commercial, do it live, like go live. Yeah, he just nails it. Like, he's I, a pro. I have pro. so much respect for Weege and the things that he's doing. And it can't like, and it doesn't seem like there should be all this credit because he does it so easily. That's my more my point. You never know what's happening, and that's all credit to him. Like yeah. it is seamless. It's unbelievable. Thank you, so, for- Weege. You have well. Endless respect for me. <laughs> I appreciate that, but honestly, those four hours are not there. Those are the four easiest. Um, it's more, um, you have to get Weed Show done uh, and this pre-race show, and can you figure this out, and you can figure that out, and then we got to be doing this, and we got to be doing that. Like, dude, after the race, I think I had like nine. The, the show ends, and I'm like, okay, now here comes nine things I got to get done in the next hour and a half. That's even yeah. worse. And thanks, so, and thanks for Jericho. Nope. Thanks nope. for throwing uh, the Pulp Show plug in there, too. I was harassing <laughs> you on text. You were. Oh, Steve was yeah. so excited. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Keep yes. doing that. Yes. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, appreciate You're that. Well, what about the list of requests after that? Like, you got that one in. Yep. And then just a barrage, a barrage of demand slash requests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, we're, we're we're sort of teammates with the Mav things, him and I. That's so, a problem. You know? That's like, a problem. I, he's he's free. I, I, the only thing I could take out of the NBC stuff was when he threw it to NHL playoffs. It warmed my heart. You know, other okay. than that, I couldn't expect much. But yeah. now that we're Mav TV yeah. partners, I expect a lot. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's terrible. Like I have to do these things, and I do not want to do them. But it, this is now. This is strictly corporate. Like, yeah. yeah. Yes, I can mention Pulp. I guess I can. It's right. allowed. Right. Damn it. Right. That's right. true. Right. That's true. He has. Mm-hmm. He has. He just has reign over you now. He can ask he for does. the moon. And yep. you, you, you have a no, hard time. Oh no, yeah, saying you want to help? Just go to Scotty Mac. No, yeah, I'll go to the powers that be. Yeah. Your employee, Jason Wagon, I'd like to file an official complaint yeah. against yeah. because he is yeah. not uh, being a team player. He's not supporting the programming on the station. Right. right. This is we all win when we each pushes yep. you know what Steve wants. Yep. yep. I don't want to get canceled. I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> well, go see Jericho, all right? Go do go get some stone okay. stone cold stunners in there because he's back. He, and he's with, he's got Norrin and Ba Benny, like just his dream team. Just his <laughs> Yeah. Uh Josh Gilbert, everybody. Josh Gilbert. Insane. Insane. We were warned. <laughs> we were. And we, we thought, were warned. But we thought, we, it was a whole thing on our fantasy pod. Uh, oh. Gilbert's coming over. Who is he? Uh, Dan sends out some text. Some people are claiming 10 to 12. We're laughing. Like, we're laughing and saying, you know, whatever. Like, there's no chance. And Josh Gilbert got good starts and went 12-14. Like, we were warned of the impending Josh Gilbert arrival in America, and we still laughed at it. And good job, Josh Gilbert. 
I, this might be the first time this has ever happened for me. Like I did not know anything. I had never heard the name and he was running awesome in qualifying. He was running awesome in the motos. And I don't believe I've ever been in that so, position where I'm like, I do not know anything. He raced MXGP and I follow MXGP and I watch results and I had never seen or heard of him in MXGP. And I went and looked at his results. I'm like, Oh shit. Like he's got a lot of MXGP results. Like, not 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 stellar ones, but erased a lot of them, and I'm like, how have I never heard of Josh Gilbert? That, I, that's the thing, right? Like, exactly. Like, I follow MXGP enough where I figure, like, any casual rider who's in and out of the series, I'm at least going to have heard his name at some point. Yeah, I don't get it. Good job. Yeah. So he's with the Mun guys, Mun Racing. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. He well, he doesn't even know that. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Uh, somebody told me at the end of the day that his he doesn't. Give MXGP his full focus, so you cannot judge his results there about how fast he is. Yeah, why? Why, okay. why yeah, would he, you? Why would you give MXGP? Well, and, <laughs> and, and he, he is like one of many guys where it, you know they do wild card rounds, but they also yeah. do British Championship. They do lots of other races. But too. like Tommy Searle beats him, and Tommy's old. Tommy's a great rider, but you know, I don't. Yeah, know. Tommy. I always look at these guys in their their national championships. They're really good. Like Tommy Searle's been racing those tracks for thirty years. Yeah, you know, like it's really well, hard to beat those guys. Don't you already got Jake Nichols mad at you? Don't make another UK guy mad at you. All right. No, he Gilbert <laughs> killed it. Yeah. There's nothing bad to say. Uh, Troll train. We didn't have a great day, and I didn't wasn't happy to either one of you. You don't think you mentioned Troll train once? Um, he had a great start. He ran seventh or eighth in the first moto for a long time, and then he went down, and he was beating Caroli for half the race so then of course i tweeted that you know troll throw would be a nine-time world champion there's no doubt he's better than caroli and i must have jinxed him because right after that he went down so uh 15 13 on the day for troll train do we have any again i wasn't there do, we, do you either one of you have anything to offer me for troll train knowledge yeah i'm sorry jt went over to interview tony caroli bad decision on his part yeah should've, absolutely. yeah should have hung a left yeah all right, just another blatant shitting on his legacy. <laughs> you guys are starting at round one. So, uh, JT, is it not clear where the true story is? Who the real story? This rookie should have yeah. went there. He's, he only cares. He, he was, only cares about Troll Train. Period. Supercross rookie of the year. Like this is a big deal. <laughs> at thirty-three. Uh, Felix Lopez, Mexico. Good job. He's done a lot of races over here before. Ryan Surratt, Hartraff, second moto. Anybody? Did he crash or bike break? Because he was moving up. Anybody know? Well, uh, I do I have to go over to the backwards. twisted. I, I went with the twisted T truck after the race because one of the nine things I have to do after the race is <laughs> our best post show ever. Yeah. Uh, terrible day all around. I think is how I'm going to just sum it up for that. Yeah, That's Bogle. Cool. Bogle yeah. wasn't great. Um, 2020 yeah. for Bogle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have a quick story about Bogle. I talked to him after when I, I was waiting to come to my finite wrap-up stand-up thing and Bogle comes over he's like hey man it's awesome you're doing this i'm like yeah it's, it doesn't feel awesome but i'm doing it uh and i'm like you know the one thing that's cool is it gives me like purpose throughout the day and he's like yeah uh i feel the same uh, apparently my purpose today was go 2020 but um yeah that's that's where we're at i'm like yeah. all right like he was just very very over it you could tell he did he was not thrilled Okay. Uh, all right. Let's move on to two fifty, shall we? Anything else? Because we, we're we're going long. Good job to uh, Welton in one moto and Meshi. Jerry Jerry rode well in moto one. Good job, Jerry. Um, T Dags Canada's own T Dags, who was the surprise of this race last year. 
uh, got taken out and hurt his hand, so he didn't finish either moto. T Dags. And uh, shout out to Josh Moseman for making it too. Good job. Yeah, Josh. it was Mos- awesome. Yeah, yeah. Moseman, Moseman's great. Um, thank you, Fly Racing. Thank you to Motorsport. Thank you to Cobo uh, Links. Thank you, Maxis and Renthal, all on board with us. Motorsport.com, OEM and aftermarket parts, of course. Go through the banner on PapaMex.com to help me out, and uh, we get a small slice of that. They have a uh, weekly Motorsport VIP ticket giveaway. Follow them on Instagram and comment on the VIP ticket post for each round. A chance to win two tickets. Uh, also, they are giving uh, – they got the whole shot ch- ch- uh, challenge on PapaMex Fantasy. They have a whole shot uh, challenge – whole shot social media challenge. Post your best whole shot photo video from the current race round track each week. Tag Motorsport Inc. Winners will be selected randomly. You'll get a signed FXR jersey and a set of tires from Pirelli. So thank you to motorsport.com. Cobo links as well. Uh, really check out those guys if you want to make your bike work a little better out there. Uh, lowering suspension links from everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. And uh, Pulp MX is the code to save with cobolinks.com. And uh, you want to get some confidence. You want your bike to work a little better. Please use the folks at Cobalinks, and you can get it through motorsport.com. Thanks you to All Balls Racing, Renthal, and Maxis as well. And Weege, Onyx Maps? Yeah, Onyx Maps, we have 550,000. Actually, this us make it even 600,000 miles of trails mapped out. You can download them on your phone so you can have them when you're riding out of cell service. And they're a lot more detailed. It looks better. And there's a lot more notes and information on trails than you're going to get on Google Maps. So go to onyxmaps.com or Onyx Offroad. And new on our show, UASA batteries, industry standard for power sports and vehicle batteries in the U.S. for over 40 years. The reason is simple, premium quality, unmatched reliability, long life, and advanced engineering with years of application expertise. UASA batteries, that's the heart of what we've been doing out of Reading, PA, since 1979. Welcome aboard. Ronnie Stewart, UASA. <laughs> yes, they, they also mentioned they support Ronnie Stewart, who embodies the passion for motocross. Uh, all right, 250 class. Uh, the Jet, he's good at Paula. This just in. He's really good at Paula. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah, like, dude, that was, uh, that was domination. And Hunter uh, rode really well as well. Uh, but it was Jet's day. And, JT, you've been on this bandwagon. Like, he's not going to RC it or stew it, but he will make a very successful title defense and win the majority of races and take a, take a nice points lead every week in this class. That guy's so damn good, man. I watch him ride, and then I, I said it even to him on the podium after. I was like, you don't even look like you were even trying, and you don't look like you tried after. Like, he wasn't even sweating. He wasn't sweating when he came up to the podium. He was just like, yeah, it was good, man. Ah, it's a good time. So everybody go get some donuts. Right. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, goodness. Like, your biggest threat right now is your brother, who you're, I, I'm sure you're not fearful of. Like, yeah, yeah, of course, Hunter's really good, but – there's no fear there. Like he's, you know, spends every day with that guy. These guys are in for a world of hurt this summer. Uh, that's my, that's my final thought on Jet. <laughs> uh, Weege? Yeah, right there with you. And yes, he is really good at this track, which he routinely says is not his favorite, but he's undefeated 4-0. Uh, but whereas we're saying with Sexton, Roxon and everything in the 450s, it's like, okay, it could be something, but it's round one and it might not be. Yep. I mean, you'd have to be a fool to not think that this is – the odds are better that this is the way it's going to go all year than not. Well, Let's put it that way. I would just put Cooper up higher once he gets up to speed. But, yes, you know, yes, this is how it's going to go. RJ, balls yeah. balls fast but makes some mistakes. 
Yep, there it is, yep. everybody. Uh, the Lawrence Brothers one, two. Yep, there it is. Right? Um, yeah. You know, yeah. So- and the Justin Cooper thing. Um, look, we've seen historically, it's tough to dig yourself out of that. If you're behind on fitness, it's tough yeah. to fix uh, that during the season. I talked to somebody on uh, close to him, and uh, I said, "Is he going to be back to normal?" They said, "Yeah, yeah, he should be ready to go." And I'm like, "Okay," because that's a pretty good injury he had, and when he whole shot. And uh, led, he looked pretty good. Uh, I did yeah, not have him yeah. dropping that far back. That's for sure. That's a that's yeah, a that's a yeah. tough start uh, for Justin Cooper. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah. The only question there is how much of it was from the uh, crash in the morning, and how much of it was just you know not enough time to prepare. Like that that's gonna sort itself out. Like I, I don't expect anybody to just tell us that or know anything. But that's that's really my only question is how much was one versus the other. What was wrong with the crash in the morning? What do you, what do you, what happened? I know, shoulder, I know what apparently. happened. What did he, shoulder? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Shoulder. Uh, I talked to Mohead, Daniel Castle, uh, before and then on TV as well. And he's just like, yeah, it's, you know, sore. It's not great, but yeah. we're just, we just got to fight through it. What are you going to do? He sure. got up so slow from that crash. Like yeah. there was no rush to get back to the bike. And then I saw him in the pits with his face on let resting on his forearm. And then when I came over there, he perked up and smiled and said he was fine. But there's no doubt that yeah. there was some residual. And, yeah, yeah I, I guess we hope that's the case because then dude, that means the fitness is okay. I don't know. But how do you, how do you, tur- how do you yeah. turn it around from what we saw, you know, in the next two rounds? Yeah, you can't. That's what I'm saying. You can't. Yeah, like you can get better by high point or whatever, right, with a week off. Yeah. Well, you're just but, – all you can do is hope that the shoulder was just super weak after crashing and he just couldn't hold on, yeah. right, and that it wasn't yeah. a just physical fitness type thing. Yep. Yep. Right. Uh, right. Schmoda, third overall, 4 3. Good job, Joe. He's been good at Paula before. Yeah, he was strong all day. Yeah, he was. I, he, I know he, he needed was, that. He, he needed moved that. forward. Yeah, and he moved he forward. Was pissed. He was pissed to let Hunter there by there at the end. Uh, but still, I mean, if you are he or you are Mitch Payton or anybody wearing green, uh, you, you got to take that. Like, you just you need something to get this thing kicked off in the right direction. I was impressed that Hunter didn't need Joe for second overall, but didn't care. You know, road kept charging. You know, points are points. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that really showed. Yeah. Well, he, he knows as well as we do, like what he's up against in his brother. Yeah. Like you, you're going to need every single point to yeah. beat that guy. Yep. Uh, RJ Hampshire, like we said, that was so <laughs> RJ. It was, he was ninth with like five minutes to go in Moto One, I think. I don't know. He was for, he was far back and then just fitness and speed. Next thing you know, he's third. Like, good job. Um, really nice charge. Second moto, he goes down and uh, finishes ninth. But, yeah, that's the RJ Hampshire experience. We saw nothing at Paula that should surprise us for RJ Hampshire. That's the full the full experience. You you buy the ticket. You got it all. Yep. What about that crash in practice? Yeah. Oh, oh God. God, right? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, dude. And, again, like, I kind of put it on him. The guy was in front of you, and that was the line, and you're just aggro, and it's practice. And I, I get maybe yes. he was on a heater, but – you know. Yeah, he was. He was. But it was still. time qualifying, and those guys are just like, yeah, I got to go. Yeah. Like, I got to go. We'll sort uh, it out when we land. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Moseman, fifth overall. His first crash. His first moto crash was Holy nasty. Holy hell, what a crash. That was nasty. I've been waiting this whole podcast to talk about that crash. It was. Weezy, did you see it? No. Yeah, he uh, he high-sided, man. <laughs> oh, he hit the ground. Where is Huge. this? Huge crash. Uh, I saw it on social. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, right. just, I don't know how he got up. Like, I can't believe you raced. That was a good one. It was big. Yep. Second moto fourth. Good job, Michael Mosman. Yeah. It's good. 
but he did predict in the preseason press conference to go five wins. So now he's down to eleven rounds to get yeah. those five wins. That's a that's a bold claim. But, no time to waste. But it is Michael Mosman. I think Mosman is such a unique character. He says some really crazy stuff that if there were any other rider, right. it would sound so cocky that people would like want to see him fail. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think that you just chalk it up. It's just Mosman being Mosman. It's yeah, fine. yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Forkner, 6'6", six, six, steady day, 6 overall. By the way, Forkner goes 6'6", six, six for 6th. Brown goes 7'7", seven, seven for ninth. Ah, oh, Pierce Brown. <laughs> tough, tough feat for Pierce Brown. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, good job for Forkner. Hammerker qualified fastest. He, he was yeah, good. Almost in both this. sessions. Almost in yes. both sessions. Yeah, he was. Holy so, cow. far be it, uh, JT and I, to question the Jeremy Root. One of the motorcycles in the history of the world. But on our Wednesday call, we were uh, bench racing about who would be good, and he just randomly throws Hammerker's name in there. And I think, honestly, JT and I, it's just a, the, he just felt compelled to be on, uh, you're breaking up a uh, bit. You're, break, you're breaking up a bit, but you're talking about MC oh, talk, talking about Hammer. Um, yeah, and I think we were both like, eh, MC works for Cowie. Does he like feel compelled to to hype their guys up? Uh huh. Because um, MC's like he's really good outdoors, and Hammaker's barely even raced outdoors. But clearly, it was based on MC going to the track with him and seeing how good he was, and then. Damn it all. He almost was fast as in both sessions. And he was really fast in the first moto. So that was legit. Good job, MC. You, you, you clearly know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's he's the king. Did you say this was Hammaker's fourth ever national? Third, I think. Third? Maybe he had I, think it was, I think it said he had three starts. That okay. was my bad. Oh. He had, had three previous starts. Right. He raced two last year. Jeez. I think one yeah. in the 2020. Uh, and I just thought that there was a chance that he's just one of those guys where Supercross comes quick to him. Uh, apparently both. Do like okay, he didn't have the endurance in the end, but uh, you know he had been off quite a bit. There was some gnarly injuries he, at Supercross, but the riding was awesome. He reminds me of Canard, like not as fast, but <laughs> able to come back and run really fast right away every time Seth Hamaker hits the track. You know, so yeah. oh yeah, good point. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. How do you go that fast right off? The, I, like when he came up there, I'm like, are you surprised? Because I'm surprised. Like this face, this this one you're looking at, this complete shock to me. That you're up here both times and you're our fastest qualifier. He's yep. like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess a little, yeah. He, yep. he didn't know what to say. Right? He was, he's, uh, he's not a. Uh, you could tell he hasn't raced a lot because he's not ready, you know, for the camera. Like that's not his strongest asset yet. Right. Right. But yeah, I mean, he deserves a ton of credit. Like I know the results weren't what he wanted, but nah, damn, he's fast. That's a good day. Eight five for him. It's a good day. Um, Look, it says it. Believe it. Weed, you yeah, Weed, you got to jump off here. Uh, we'll yeah, go, I do. But, yep. but but before you go. Yeah. MC had Kitchen's disease. He did. There was a lot of Kitchen's. <laughs> Dude, uh, what is going uh, on? What is happening? I, I don't know why the name lends it. Why does the name lend itself to an S? Like, this is not it doesn't. It doesn't lend when itself to an S. I don't understand. I, many people do it. My, my guy, Kevin Kelly, who's probably announced at amateur races, his name more than anybody, still goes with Kitchen's. You, you, uh, you kept, were you trying to emphasize kitchen with him like did you know it in the moment it seemed like you did i, I did yeah and i don't want to I, I just think it's awkward on the air to correct no i i know but then but i felt like you kept saying kitchen 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 I, yes i didn't want to say hey you have right. it wrong so right. i'm like if i keep saying it right <laughs> yes um, that's what i felt you were doing yes. right because here's what's awesome about rj and mc and really all these guys in the industry and they and they treat you the same way as mathis like all these ex-pros could be like you guys are losers we raced you didn't 
they very much respect the information and the knowledge we have. So uh, most of the time, you know, I think he just didn't hear me saying it. But usually when I say, hey, this is his blah, 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 or he's done this, or this is how you say it, or this is how many races he's won. They're never like, what do you know, kid? Right, right. Um, and I always give those guys credit for that. Same thing with you, Steve. When you talk to these guys, they're never like, you don't know anything compared to us. They're really no. respectful. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Maybe Kitchen Maybe Kitchen. What did once. Um, he, he, he's probably bummed himself, yes. I talked to Kitchen after the race. Uh, I, oh. talk, I talked to Kitchens, and yeah, just really disappointed with the start. And I'm like, dude, you're fine. Like, you know, you'll, you'll figure that out. Your bike is good enough, and your skills are obviously there. So uh, He was ripping. Yeah, he, he was riding really well. Uh, Weed, you got to jump off? Good, good. I think he just did it anyway. I think he just did. Yeah, I, I think he just went. There he goes. No, All I got to right. go. I'm right here. See oh. you. All right. All see, right boys. see you, Weed. See you, Weed. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's finish the Fly Racing Racer X uh, wrap-up show here. Thank you to Renthal Maxis, Cobolinks, Motorsport.com, All Balls Racing, Uasa Batteries, and the folks at Onyx Maps. All right, JT, uh, Styles Robertson in the spot like Kitchen and like Hammaker, like hasn't raced for a while, uh, been hurt, 10th uh, overall, 10-11 on the day. Uh, you'll take it if you're Styles Robertson, I think, all day long. Um, you start with the top 10. You think so? Yes, yes. <sighs> okay. I, I don't. I didn't know where to go with that. Um not the end of the world, but if you're if you're Styles and you're looking at like, God, these other guys were pretty good in front of me. Shimoda's on the podium. He hasn't raced. He hasn't I don't raced. Think he, He's raced. You know. I know. You know. I know. But it's a critical time right now. Yeah. It's like you you got to show up right now. So I don't know what tenth does for that well, argument. Maybe he doesn't have to because he's got a star ride already, so he's fine. Fair enough. <laughs> right. Um, Hey, I don't know, but you know yeah. how you know how critical yeah. star is. Like they're looking at it like we just signed this guy and he's getting tenth. You know, I don't know. Um, I uh, I had Max Volman in fantasy, so I was paying attention to him. Uh, bad start, Moto One worked all the way up to twelfth. Uh, really uh, good job for that. Second Moto dropped a couple of spots late, but um, you know he went from leading that opener last year. So maybe you look at this result, twelve ten. I mean, I thought it was okay, but if you just told me JT that you weren't stoked with Styles, then maybe you're not stoked with with volan's day either but i don't it's a good building point well volan needed anything i mean we, you got to remember styles got a podium this year a couple you know like, like one top five and a six like there was something there for styles i'm not saying it was a, a breakout season but it was something volan has done nothing so i view him a little bit differently because right. i was just like okay. volan you got to do something man you got to get points you got to finish you could just do something to where you go into Hangtown with some sort of momentum. You go into your, you know, what, what we would call home track for him. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the 2021 Paula for Voland. Like we can't say that. Like he didn't lead laps or no. really wasn't in the, you know, really in the mix at all. So it wasn't great, but it was something. It was at least something where you can go into Hangtown. Okay, we got a we got a building block to work from. Uh, I probably should have saved him. Pulp mix fantasy wise for Hangtown. Probably my bad, but yeah, twelve ten. Uh, Cooper, we talked about Thrasher, seventeen twelve. Not not a great day. Verizzi ran uh, up front in Moto One and kind of got eaten up a little bit. Probably not stoked on that. Yeah, that was surprising. It's a, it's a home I, track for him too, there. right? Verizzi's that, yep. that's his home track. So, how about Romano yep. leading a lap there? <laughs> yeah, that was good. Good yeah. for him. Yeah, uh, he needed that. I, I was kind of wondering how that would go between Romano and LeBlanc, and uh, yeah, Romano kind of stepped up, and and I don't think LeBlanc had the best day. So kind of. Yeah. Two and, different diversions. And there. if you're Romano, you get 14th in Moto after you led. That's a tough look, but dude, it's your first it's okay. race. Yeah, you'll. It's fit, okay. You learn. You learn, right? right people yeah. want to see flashes from these guys. 
you just want to see that they they can rise up to the moment and you know what i mean even though there was okay you didn't finish it you got to get better fitness got a lot of things to work on but i'll be damned if you didn't you know grab the whole shot in a pro national and lead a lap you know that 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 says something to me and in the proud uh, tradition of uh, josh gilbert josiah natsky <laughs> from New Zealand. 19, <laughs> it was good, though. 1915. Yeah, he qualified yeah. well. Yeah, it was a big talk. Dylan Walsh, too, is, is Kiwi uh, brethren right behind him. Those two yeah. guys. Yeah, no one no one was probably really talking about those guys. So, uh, good job. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, what about McAdoo and Swole? Like, good God. And I tweeted this earlier. Oh. You don't know the work these guys put in on the bike, off the bike, the work that the mechanics put in, testing, everything else, and literally – your first lap of a season, of an outdoor season, is just your toast. Like McAdoo uh, sternum and lung, swole look like a shoulder. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, I, I mean, the, I guess the only silver lining is that I, you know, swole is I think still on that team for next year, and I can't imagine McAdoo won't get a deal. So, if you're looking for some sort of silver lining, that's it. But otherwise, just man, just. Deep sigh, and you're just yeah. so bummed for both of oh, them. Yeah, that's that's a that's a tough tough go. Um, all right, what else? Uh, yeah, we talked about LeBlanc a little bit. He he will just be doing the first two, I think, yep. um, and then he'll go back to, to amateurs for the. But year. It was a, that was that was definitely a welcome to the pros moment yeah. for LeBlanc. Yeah, you you got to figure he's been he got he just, he just got passed in the second moto more than he's been passed in the last four years combined. Yep, maybe in his whole life. Yeah, maybe in his whole life. Right. Uh, Ty Masterpool had a tough day. Also, uh, Brandon Shar crashed out, um, got a rock in the face or something. Um, so, yeah, um, that's it, I think, 250 class. Jets Jets world, we're all just yeah. hanging around inside Yeah, it. yeah, no, it, it was impressive, man, just a domination. Good job to Honda again. I know they, like with 86 or 87, no, nah, 86, I think they went 1, 2, 3 in the 450 class, and then Diamond won the 125 class. So you can flip-flop either way on what – how impressive what it what it was or whatever but so they've done this before they've had such powerhouse teams but dude i mean i was on a team that swept the podium in supercross which was pretty cool and pretty impressive but mm-hmm. i don't know about one one two two one one two two right like not yeah. only first and second overall but also in the motos yeah yeah so it's crazy i mean and you gotta wonder like how hard was jet really trying yeah i, I don't yeah i don't think he was really trying that hard yeah. uh i think he I think he was watching the his brother in the first one and then his brother and Shimoda in the second one and just kind of like, eh, okay, this is fast enough. I don't need to go any faster than this. Yep. I was uh, maybe, you know, by the end of this season, maybe I was just a few months off on my MC Sexton prediction. We'll see. Oh, gosh. If there was any downside of the day, it was letting you bring that back to the forefront. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else, JT, for this? That's it. I'm looking forward on my own selfish side, uh, looking forward to round two because I want another shot at that. I think I can do a much better job. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm very much excited to go back to Hangtown. All right. Well, sounds good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks to the sponsors. And, uh, all right, JT, thanks for calling in. And uh, we'll talk soon, man. See you. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, 
Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.